0: Last episode. I forget what number we're on. I should probably Why should did you not out. at least check this? I don't know. It's 200 something. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Affs, aka Wilson, with me as always.
1: Uh, exasperated for now and all time. You time this would be episode 209.
0: 209. I knew that.
1: No, you didn't. You made it very clear that you didn't.
0: Totally not.
1: I'm not even sure why you are choosing to lie now. <laughs> I don't know what purpose it's meant to serve. I don't I don't know if you know what purpose you meant
0: to serve. I don't know. My brain is addled from like two hours of RE7. Listen,
1: you just got to get going. You just got to accept the mold into your
0: life. I had trouble playing RE2 Remake because I'm like, man, this is too scary. Man. I, I knew nothing. That, that game's got nothing on
1: 97.
0: It's 7 uh, It's a lot to get used to. Yeah. But hey, that's not an RPG. Maybe we should talk about some RPGs.
2: Playing the role of Ethan Winters.
0: What RPGs have you been playing?
2: I've been playing RPGs. I've been.
0: I assumed you've retired
2: for RPGs.
0: I assumed you've been playing lots of RE Village.
1: Yeah, which I mean, it's got it's RPG in it, mostly in the upgrade tree, but in the crafting. But you know, that's more resource management, which you know some RPGs are really big into, but some aren't. Yeah. It's real good though.
0: Yeah, I've watched, watched some people stream that. seems real good.
1: Shot some things with a gun, and then boom! Hands and I got mine and removed. gave it to a big man, who gave me more gun.
0: I like how he makes direct reference to RE4. It's pretty funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, RPGs. RPGs. Uh, but, actually,
2: yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. I, just, I haven't oh, had
1: man. it in me to RPG.
0: I've not been playing to be play RPGs, either.
1: I mean, like, I need to finish Persona 2. It's just one of those yeah. things like that.
0: Oh, oh, that's right. I have got to the end of the the new dungeon in Persona Five Royal. Oh, nice. I haven't tried the boss yet, but I just got to the end, so now I'm gonna be. That I'm is assuming... an
1: extraordinarily
0: difficult boss. I'm assuming.
1: I wish you good luck. I was at like level ninety nine and still have some issues,
2: so. Oh, great. I love it yet. But um... 80-something? Okay, yeah.
1: well... A lot of it is just that the bosses it's actually very tricky in how it's constructed, so... Yeah, um... Yeah, I don't know. Other than that, I just wanted really low-impact stuff, so I'm yeah. playing a lot of Street Fighter, and... I played
2: some Scout Pilgrim vs. the World Complete Edition. Sweet. It's fun, it's a good game, good beat em always like a good beat em
1: no. I mean, it's got plenty of, It's got as much RPG as, like, River City Ransom. <laughs> River City Ransom's good, I'm gonna go play that. You gotta switch with uh, the online subscription, you can play River City Ransom. the
2: highest quality of Kuniokunz.
0: I have played some more uh, uh, Monster Hunter Rise, which is a lot of fun still.
1: Yeah. What's the current content schedule for that looking like?
0: Uh, they said more at the end of this month, I think.
2: Oh, done. So that's cool.
0: I don't know after that. I mean, they haven't said anything about, like, adding G-Rank, so that's probably an expansion.
2: We'll probably Some find out
1: like, more at E3. Yeah. Yeah. There'll probably be stuff. Uh, but yeah, not not a lot of. I had a lot of RPG. In that. What, what RPGs are we
2: actually interested in playing that are in the near future? Before
3: it looks like it, you want to win some points because i got to do the update. Let's go ahead and close out the I show. And don't again. I don't know Oh god.
4: Play the stream.
1: stream you can hear Phil, that's what's happening. Yeah, giving up the
4: points. Yeah. I don't know why. It should be you. <laughs> oh, well. well I closed close the window, but it's Still playing for some reason. That
1: that sounds like some
4: sort of mummy's curse. Oh, I know where. It's funky. Dig it. I don't know why this browser was open. Uh, uh,
2: Yeah. I was just trying
4: to close old links I were bogging my computer down. (laughs) And I guess it rolled over when I closed something. Mm Hmm. Good to hear from you, huh?
0: Yeah. Mm. Introduce yourself.
4: Alright, this is Eric RPG. It's been a while.
0: Mm.
4: But uh I took the entire week off to get my COVID shot today. Nice. Oh good. First or second? Second. Good, good. I'm someone that can really get yeah, the... squad. Nice. Pfizer, Pfizer
1: boy. I'm the Pfizer boy. I don't know it's what weird, like, was
4: like the right eight I got my shot at. The, the one, the Rite Aid in Jefferson and the right Aid in Nashville were doing Pfizer. Hmm.
1: Which one were you, Wales? Moderna or Pfizer?
0: Ma- Moderna. i I'm not numbered. My wife got uh, Pfizer way back in late December. Yeah,
2: yeah. One of them healthcare workers. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh...
1: Oh, good to hear you're all back stuff, uh, or at least will be when that finishes taking hold in like two weeks. Yeah, I'm kind of sore right now.
4: Yeah, I know the feeling. It's not as bad as it was the first time for some reason.
1: Yeah, I, the soreness was worse for me the first time, but the fatigue was worse for me the second time.
4: Yeah, I might be feeling it in the morning. But yeah. But uh, as to what I've been playing, I got through Personify Scramble.
5: Sweet. Oh, nice. I need no to get
4: better. Yeah. slash Strikers. I, I think Scramble works better.
1: Strikers yeah, but... makes
4: it sound like it's a soccer game. I would play that. <laughs> so I don't know enough about soccer to disprove that. Well, Mario Strikers.
0: It's true, it's true. Hmm.
1: It does, however, beat
4: Mega Man soccer. Nothing beats Mega Man soccer. Yeah, Nothing speaking of speaking of Mega Man developments, uh Rockman X Dive is coming to Steam apparently.
5: Yeah, I I
4: don't know why, but it's there. <laughs> so other people who don't like mobile games can play it.
1: Yeah, but it's still a mobile game no matter where you put it. <laughs>
4: yeah, but at least you won't have to play it on your tiny little phone. That's true, that's true. I miss when my
1: phone had a bezel because my palm keeps accidentally typing things,
4: and its opinions it looks, are
1: not
5: useful.
4: Uh, I thought the game was pretty good, but I still need to do like a, an audio review for it because that's the thing I do now on my podcast, for my Podcast, and as part of my uh, Patreon. Nice. But um, the thing I didn't, the thing I think brings it down a little bit is that it's more or less a rehash of the first game's plot.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of uh,
1: what they were going to do with the spinoff, but it's at the very least more interesting than... But,
2: but
4: I will say that they looked at the faults of the original game's plot and pacing and streamlined it so it works better.
0: What
4: but it but only makes sense to those who have played that game first. So it's not an alternative, it's a it's a recontextualization and anyway looking forward to getting back to it i've just
1: got more energy
4: because like i think um the one things i noticed was like um the representations of the seven deadly sins that each of the guys are supposed to represent are represented better they were less obvious in the last game mm-hmm. Like, Sloth doesn't even have a monarch. It's just. This is Sloth. Because they didn't even bother to show up. That's how sloppy they are.
2: Yeah.
1: Like I said, I'm looking forward to getting to it when I've got more energy. But I've just been. I haven't had the energy to play games with actual
4: long term ramifications in them for a while. (laughs) But, um, other than that, I've played. Through Judgment. Nice. Nice. That's a good game. But, uh... it's Like, one of the things I didn't like is uh, the fact that you can't... Unlike Yakuza 7, you can't use your phone to call a taxi whenever you want. And um, the friend events are kind of annoying. Like, why didn't they treat them more like side cases... They're very,
1: they very arbitrary in a lot of ways,
4: and um, some of them you have to do stuff like drone races or play mahjong, <laughs> stuff that you wouldn't be expected to do in a yakuza yeah. game. You have to do here, which sucks because you can't fight Amon unless you do all the side cases, and you can't do all the side cases unless you do all the front events. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a lot of game. It's a lot, a lot of game. But I kind of like how they uh, unnerved Tiger Drop. It's still...
1: Uh, Tiger yeah. Drop's ridiculous in that game. It's, it's
4: not as ridiculously powerful as it used to be, but it's definitely stronger than it was in 6.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like Judgment. I'm... Oh, yeah, I think Lost Judgment was actually announced after right. our most recent
4: podcast before this one. Yeah, it did. So they decided that Judge Eyes was a bad name. <laughs> I mean, Judge Eyes was
1: really specific to the plot of... The first game? Yeah, and I can't imagine how that was going to work so they just decided Judgment was the worldwide title now.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, game looks. Okay. Judge Eyes is like very specific to what happens at the very end of the game. <laughs> It's also the fir- beginning of the game. Like it's, it's a much
1: more eyeball-focused game than Judgment, than Lost Judgment seems to be.
4: <laughs> I don't want to spoil too much. It's a good plot, but um... see, I almost thought that the game was gonna have some kind of supernatural element in it for whatever reason, but it only kind of did. It's nothing super particularly supernatural and. In- Judgment
1: One, to my rec- to my recall.
4: Yeah, it has more to do with what the hell he was experiencing at the very end of the game. Oh, that's—I think that's just artistic license in terms of how the story's being presented. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that ending's pretty
2: wild, and like,
1: kind of, you know, it does a lot to make the game. I kind
4: of like how Kaito is basically the stand in cure you of the game. <laughs> Yeah, but like
1: he's the secondary character, which makes him just like the weird dumbass. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh,
1: yeah, um, yeah. It's it's interesting. Like Lost Judgment shows that like the three sort of leads of. Judgment One are still gonna be there, even though one of them particularly doesn't seem like he has a lot of reason to be there, so it'll be interesting to see where he's why
4: he's there. No, and uh, uh, the main character's name, uh, my brain stopped working. Yagami. I yeah, y- Yagami. He kind of reminds me of a weird mixture between um, Kiryu. Um, and even Ichiban and but especially Yakiyama.
1: yeah yeah there's there's a little bit of those characters he's like a he's more talkative and personable than Kiryu but he's still pretty like aloof Mm -hmm. and like characterized by regret
4: I kind of wish some of the side cases were a little bit more on the goofy side but maybe they'll dive into that later in the next game
1: I'm just remembering the side cases that are like true absolute nonsense like the point where a guy just like asks you to pretend to be him while he goes to so he goes back to the airport to retreat father wheels truce. hello hello yeah hey, wheels you don't sound like you're in a tin can anymore
0: yeah i plugged in my ps4 controller and it took over everything mm. yeah so you were hearing that it has rights to a lot of stuff yeah so you were hearing me through the ps4 micro they the ps5 controller microphone
1: that explains why you sounded like just absolute ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, so where were we? I forget already.
1: We were talking about Judgment. Yeah. Which means that Wheels
4: was honestly better off not having to hear it. Spared. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you get the chance to uh, finish? uh Yakuza Seven though. Not, yet. not yet. Oh no. Mm.
0: I got distracted with my persona run.
1: We also get distracted a lot. Now you yeah. gotta get back to Yakuza
0: Seven. Yes. Uh I forgot the up uh, the RPG ish but not really game I had played this past week. That being the, Returnal. Thing yes, Returnal.
4: See I wanna play that game but I think it's too rich for my blood like financially. I think 60, 70 bucks is too
0: much for a, a game like that. It's a little spendy, yes. To, especially especially,
2: with,
4: especially when it has that crashing issue. And the, I don't think they're going to fix the problem where they designed the game to not have a save feature anywhere. Like not even quick save to let you turn off the game so you can just resume it later.
0: They've already mentioned they're looking into that.
4: Yeah, but why why would they develop the game not like that to begin with? Because it's just
0: it's just hmm. roguelike design.
4: Roguelike design is bad, but Yeah, I mean, yeah uh, but like the thing is the game's not designed for short roguelike play sessions.
0: I mean Risk of Rain Two had the same problem and Risk of Rain one. That was also bad.
4: It's a roguelike, like, like... but they expect you to play the game for several hours right. before you get somewhere. So being I mean, able to save in between that would be fine. I mean, if it took an approach like Sheer uh, and the Wanderer and Dive, tight the tower yeah, the five that, game, nice yeah, where you reset your progress to zero after every tower you go through, but at least you don't have to do that anymore.
1: Yeah, I feel like it really should just be standard in the genre to just make it so that like you can, you can, you can save, and you can't, like, you can only reload that save the once, so.
4: Or like, just let you, let you save,
1: to... but, like, once you die, you have to start over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean by you can only load that save once, like, just to return to it. But, like, I mean, it's, like, this is me speaking about a genre that I categorically hate, so. so yeah, I'm
2: not
4: sure if, like, you actually do save progress, like, because, like, Apparently there are biomes in the game and those are like your levels, but do you have to like go back to them every time you die or do you just finish one biome and you can go to another one?
0: I have no idea to be honest. I, I assume there's some kind of fast travel at some point.
1: I'm given to understand that there becomes a way to move through the game more quickly and I will speak no more because, you know, I just looked up spoilers so I didn't give a shit. Um.
0: <laughs> uh, and yeah, Phil, that was my problem with, uh, risk of rain too. it's a game I love but they balance it around multiplayer which means you can't really do mid-run saves
4: also, I kind of hate sundered for the same reason it's like um, the game, well, aside from the game just throwing every kinds of enemy at you which is just completely unfair when you're starting out but uh, games Rogue-like nature means that you can never plan out a route and the 2d nature doesn't really serve it that well yeah i'm gonna be
1: honest it's super wild to me the idea of designing a major game with the intention of it like expecting it to be able to consume multiple hours uninterrupted at a stretch uh it's, that seems wild to me, entirely on the basis of, I just, like, I set aside a Resident Evil game tonight, and it, like, aggressively autosaves in case I need to turn it off.
0: I mean, you look at the the, the best roguelike, Hades, uh, that has runs that are, like, half an hour long, and it lets you save whenever the hell you want.
4: Yeah, and... it's just healthier the other <laughs> game i played was near replicant because after he i finished it, i played that for a little bit um i'm just debating whether i have to shelf that once again to play resident evil 7 so can play resident evil
1: 8 like i don't know how much you want to, how much i should about excuse me where the game's new content is but if you played it before, it's going to be a while ah, okay. yet. Before
4: you reach new yeah, because, like, I don't think you can do the mermaid quest until near the end of the second half. Or maybe it's an epilogue, I think.
1: Yeah, we won't speak too
4: much since, you know, spoilers and all that, but, but the new I, content seems to be backloaded, is all I'm saying. But, like, it looks like a remake, but it feels like a remaster, because they didn't do enough. I mean, there's apparently quality of life improvements in the game, but I can't remember what they actually did to fix the game from the original.
1: In general, from what I've observed, like watching friends play it, it seems like they just sort of made it smoother. Yeah. Like it just it's less feels a little less janky. Like, but it's not like they top to bottom like reworked the combat. I don't remember
4: if the better. game the original game had fast travel or not, but quality of life improvement could have been letting you do that earlier for reasons that they don't have to explain. It just lets you do it. <laughs> <laughs> just let me skip this. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know.
4: But it's, uh, it's another, thing they could have, another thing they could have fixed is like just letting you queue up all the side quests all at once so you don't have to keep going back to the area to get another one.
2: Yeah,
1: some things ain't
4: changing. I'll put it that way.
0: Yeah, I bought that game
4: and I honestly have no desire to play. Or, you know, rebalancing the game to make drop tables for certain mats for the game easier to get.
2: Yeah, I don't think
1: that's changed. It's one of those things, like, I don't know, I I've, I've, I feel like I need to I need to properly play Automata because people really love that. But
4: or the, or like remastering I've... the soundtrack but not including the original just to let you compare the two.
2: Remastered the soundtrack. I wasn't. Yeah, the
4: they did. Oh, okay. I mean, it's mostly the same. It yeah. Makes me wonder why they even bothered because they could have just resampled the original score. <laughs> that would have been fine.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Like, I, I feel like I've had my fill of Yoko Taro personally. Like, I, I'll get to
2: Automata someday, but like.
4: But I will say that being able to play as Young Nier makes more sense than Old Papa Nier, really, <laughs> because the dynamic between him and his sister, and the certain lines that he gives to other characters because of that relationship, make more sense. Interesting. Yeah. Also, that's it's, be a it, also, to it's less creepy that, time, that he falls in love with Kine. <laughs> How yeah. so okay. much closer in age. Mm-hmm.
0: Did that happen in the original? I really don't remember.
4: Well, that's, they, they hinted at him having to... feelings, but they never had of reciprocate those feelings. Or, until, like, maybe the very end. Yeah,
1: I'll go I'll get around to Automata. I probably won't play with Replicant, because my playthrough with
4: the original near did not impress me. So. But, um,. That's all I've really been playing other than getting through Ultra Sun at, like, breaks at work.
1: You want to be a master of Pokemon.
4: You've got the skills to be number one. So, And I was just reminded of how unbalanced some of the trial challenges in the beginning of the game are. Hmm. Or just um, some of the, the random Pokemon matches. Like, you fight the veteran guy at the top of the village and... Right in front of the Pokemon Center, and he has Dragon Pokemon that you, at that point, don't really have a way of combating because, Ice Pokemon are slim pickings in that game as well as Dragon Pokemon. No.
1: Can't wait for wheels to continue to fall down cliffs. I,
4: I, I don't know. Did I mess up? No. Okay. Cause you all cut out.
1: Oh yeah. no no! I was just I was just typing something, so I muted myself. Mm. Is Wheel still here?
0: Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me?
4: Okay. Yeah.
0: Can you hear me now? Good.
4: Yes. Mm. And I was just trying me. to get through Ultra Sun, so I could then play Let's Go Eevee. so I could then finally play Pokemon Sword. Got to make you... sure you keep the lore straight. Why don't yeah. you
0: make a Let's Go Eevee a requirement? It's not worth it. Well, I have
4: it, so I'm gonna play it and then I'm gonna sell it probably because I'm probably not gonna like it. That's That's a fun game. Pokemon games retain
2: value, you'll be able to sell it this time anyway.
4: Um. Well, I just thought that I'd buy it because it'd be easier than trying to rent it off the gameplay. Yeah,
1: that would be impossible. Uh-huh. Yeah. It sounds
4: and it like, like and it was like 30. Four bucks at Walmart when I bought it, so
2: it's not. At
4: the very least I could sell it for forty and get a little bit of profit out of it.
2: Yeah.
4: I just need yeah. to get it, have the time to play it. Yeah. And also, I need to like get through my other three DS collection because guess what, cartridge trucks happening. <laughs>
1: I think that's. Pr- going to be pretty rare for the next 10 years but yeah I know it's they, like they it's real funny, of, yeah. with those batches of Alpha Sapphire and
4: Omega Ruby it's not going to be really a problem for me because for I'll probably play for those games before the 35 or so years is up on those cartridges but better play them now until unless, unless I forget and then won't be able to later smoke them while you got them
0: what's the deal with I mean, these cartridges
1: basically a batch of Alpha of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire cartridges in Europe uh for 3DS went bad way, way earlier than their expected lifespan of like twenty or so years. Oh. So like there are copies of those among the European batches that have already just ceased to function.
4: Oh. Well, the same problem exists in the other cartridges, but they're not nearly as bad.
1: Yeah. Whereas uh which one was that? Um uh, yeah, like 3DS cartridges are rated to last like 20 or so years I think Switch cartridges are rated to last like 30 to 50 and that's my DS
4: games I probably should play first
1: yeah those DS games are gonna run closer and like all of these are you know averages of how long they'll last
4: like you'll get some
1: real unlucky batches like Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and you'll get some like it'll it's like how like some NES batteries were continuing to truck along at like 20 years when they were only rated to last five yeah
0: I wish
4: that the cartridges for DS and 3DS games were more consistent with wear and tear with how much you actually play them versus they'll just stop working at a certain point. It almost reminds me of the original PlayStation CD spindle, which was almost designed to die and fall off after, like, three years of use, or not use.
1: There's a lot of, like... You know, physical, you feel more in control of because, I mean, like, it's something that you can take steps to take care of. But, I mean, there's a lot about those car- the cartridges and CDs. It's just, like, it's just kind of out of your hands. You can't actually stop certain things from happening, disc rod.
4: It's and there's the whole happening. CMOS battery issue that's afflicted Sony products since the PS3. Yeah, that's lovely, isn't it? It's like, why did you design the hardware like this for three generations? <laughs> uh, intention at this point. Well, Chuck, the long list of bad decisions Zonies has made.
2: Yeah, I
1: just kind of skate by on, well, other company might have done something worse at some point.
2: <laughs> but uh, that's
4: all I really have to say. You got questions?
2: Uh, we got a couple on the last episode. Uh, and I have not
1: looked at them yet, but they're from Kroll, who often asks some fun questions, so let's check. Can you think of any moderately substantial series, and not necessarily just RPGs, where the first installment was arguably the best? I know someone make the case for Dark Souls, for instance. Uh, the Ninja Gaiden reboot, obviously. That's, that's something that immediately sprung to mind.
4: I'm looking forward to
1: that remaster
4: collection. I'm not. Those are the bad versions. Uh, well, hopefully it's like a Best of both World thing where they just throw everything in there.
1: Yeah, I don't trust uh, current Team Ninja to do anything like that. I'm expecting it'll just be Sigma and you'll be have to just deal with that. Well, I'm buying
4: it more for Razor's Edge on the Switch than anything or whatever. Uh, NG3 Razor's Edge, yeah. Actually I'm yeah. not gonna get the Switch version, I'm probably gonna get the Xbox version. If I was gonna get any version it'd be Switch version just Because the... is the Switch version's I, I don't trust its performance.
0: Why that's the only man. Yeah. I mean the... I might
4: buy a Switch the Switch version later if like when the Switch Pro comes out and they will probably do an update for that.
0: I mean didn't I mean didn't freaking Ninja Gaiden three run at like 60 frames per second on the wii u i don't think yeah you well, always ran, like, to run like here's
4: the weird thing because like just because the port of uh wonderful one-on-one gives me pause that like it all depends on how well they do it and they could probably fuck it up easily and I mean, since so this is koei ticmo we're talking about the cheapest bastards in the world <laughs> Wonderful Ones problem was probably more just the
1: Platinum Games as a small company and they decided to port that game to, like, five platforms at once. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah. I mean, like, the Switch version is the only one I would contemplate just because it's the only like, the only one that would have novelty, novelty to me as, like, a portable version of these games that will run it more acceptably than the Vita versions, but...
4: I mean, I, I don't think much of the Sigma games, so... Yeah, cause I have the original Ninja Gaiden 2, and apparently the problem with Sigma 2 is that it's a really easier version of the game. The so point is that it's laughable.
1: It's not so much just that it's easier, although that's, like, a symptom of what they did. The problem is that they, they took Ninja Gaiden 2, which was a game that had just, like, boatloads of enemies and they ported it into the Sigma-1 engine, which couldn't support that many enemies on screen without, like, buckling under the strain. So their solution to that was to take the enemies that were in the game and increase the amount of health they had while lowering the number of actual enemies, and that makes all of the enemy... Individual enemies are less satisfying to fight because they take too long to kill... Mm. And they can't compensate for the fact that there isn't the chaos of the amount of enemies you expect to fight in there. Mm. So, uh, as as a as a noted action game snob, I find it to be a bad compromise. But, I'm wondering if I just hold on to my
4: 360 copy. I
1: mean, that runs really nice on Series X.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking about selling that and my PS3 version of Sigma.
0: I'd sell your ps I'd Certainly Sigma. sell the PS3 version.
4: So I'll sell Pokémon Moon and that cuz I transferred all my Pokémon cuz I bought into the bank thing.
1: I mean, you might as well at that point, but Yeah, like like the yeah, the the 360 version when played on Series X like just fixes all of that game's like major glaring technical issues like it runs hmm. flawlessly at uh it, it runs flawlessly and it's i remember looking at like the digital foundry video because originally it was an xbox one x update that you know of course transferred to the series x but basically like it's running at something like nine times the original resolution oh, geez. <laughs> because it was it was one of the lowest in order to try to get it to frame rate it was running at like the lowest supported 360 revolu- resolution of like 500p or
4: something I kind of wish Square would do that with Final Fantasy XIII 2 and Lightning would, Returns. Wouldn't that be nice?
1: But no. Uh, we, we're unlikely to see those games released again for a while. But uh, Yeah, and it just... like so they I just, have
4: the PC versions of all those, but apparently they didn't fix the FMP shoes. No, they did not. Um, and I don't know if Waters actually fixed that or not.
1: Yeah, they took it from running at like 500p in the original version to like the Xbox One X patch runs at a full 4K. So it's just like uh, it's just running at a ridiculously higher resolution. And the really frame rate's
4: still video. kind of ass though.
1: It's... No, it it runs perfectly. Uh yeah.
4: the the I'm talking, well, about, I'm talking about, like, about I'm talking about Final Fantasy 13. Yeah, so... no, I'm
0: talking I'm still talking about Ninja Gaiden 2. What do you mean the frame so... rates bad in Final Fantasy 13?
4: It's as good as it needs to be, but it could be better. Is no. what I'm saying.
0: dude, it's perfect. On the Series X, it's perfect.
4: Mm-hmm. It's still 30 though, so how? It's so 30, what? So.
0: It's it's not
1: an action <laughs> game. Cons- consistent frame rate is more important. Yeah, than... I
4: know, but like, mm, it's hard to go back. 4K, not really 30 a frames per
0: second is all you need with that game, and that's what that's... you get.
4: I'm
1: still lost in like. I still think one of the funniest charts I've ever seen is the like how RE Village runs on every platform chart. That's like ray tracing enabled, like 4K, 45 frames per second target. Here's
4: the here's a funny thing. It's, it's a like wild number. if you if you run a game like Resident Evil Two at an uncapped frame rate and you have a good rig and you can play it at a 120 frame uh, FPS, uh, it actually like I don't, it, it must be a thing with pc games to do this because like they tie your damage values to the frame rate so the higher the frame rate the more damage you deal and this is how the speedrunners the game with the knife and just they just murder everything with it
1: <laughs> yeah i would imagine that it's just pulling each frame for whether the knife is in the enemy but yeah like i don't like you know, I
4: don't think they bothered fixing that.
1: I think that's a feature Fixing now. that would be really fucking hard
4: is the problem. Because, <laughs> like, uh, I don't, like... Which I w- I'm wondering if that actually would affect the PS4 and the Xbox that One versions, because they're playing at a higher frame rate now on the newer hardware.
1: I mean, they're probably... It's probably affecting them the same way, because, I mean, it's probably the same code, but...
4: It just won't be as broken.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, it's it's one of those things like best practices say that you shouldn't be tying like that kind of thing to frame rate because like frame rate's variable and all that shit, but like there's so it's so hard to have like a to have the entire game's calculations working on a timer that's independent of frame rate for that sort of thing, so I gotta listen to a rattle, so I should stop. <laughs> Yeah. Can we think of any other games? Like going back to Carl's question, thinking of any other games that are uh, better in uh, that that had like the first one as the the best rather than one of the sequels. Mm.
4: Um,
0: Alundra.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's only one Alundra sequel, and it's extremely bad.
4: Well, uh, Alundra two. What's Alundra two?
1: Let's not think about it. It sounds like a bad dream. Um, <laughs>
4: uh, Dark Souls.
1: Yeah, Dark Souls was the, was the example, and I kind of agree, although I, I could hear an argument for three. Um, I think
4: three's better I than no either in many respects, but not in all of them. Yeah. Uh,
1: we can all agree that Wheels is wrong to say two. Um, I like
4: the atmosphere of two, but that's really all I like from a two.
1: That's fair. Um,
4: You're
0: wrong.
1: The, but that's
4: okay. The atmosphere in the story, all the lore involving too. Uh,
1: let's see, I'm trying to think of any others. Like games have the advantage of being so mechanically iterative. So a sequel has like clear things uh, to try to. Persona
4: Four make. is better than Persona Five in my opinion. No,
1: that's not Get the first game. Job. But I also disagree.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, it's not even the first game of its type. But
1: um Yeah, like like even if we were saying first game of that style that would be three and that would be patently wrong. Yeah, because three's
0: uh, rough.
4: It's <laughs> a very rough game. I'm still angry um,
0: about three's ending. At this point. It's, I'm still angry. I almost
4: it's, I almost want them to remake three to fix all of its problems.
1: I don't think they would actually fix them as the problem.
4: Yeah, they'd just probably do a lazy port.
1: I mean like even like if you did a remake, like a lot of the, there's a lot of things that it's like, oh, mechanically this is a problem, and like X, Y, and Z is a problem. But I don't think that they would fix like the things I think are fundamentally wrong with how it's like constructed story wise. So. The cast being extremely boring. I mean, like that's that's one of those things that like I don't see them actually trying to change or fixing because it's just like, oh no, the cast kind of hates each other, and like they've made jokes about that in Persona Q, where it's like when the Persona 4 cast meets the Persona 3 cast, it's like, oh, you guys all like each other.
4: It's kind of why Persona 3 needed a proper sequel, but I don't know how they'd make that work.
1: I mean, they, they did a second scenario, and that second scenario is about how they all immediately degenerate into distrusting and hating each other, so I, I don't, I think that they feel... The girls get
4: into a cat fight because they all love the main character. <laughs> that was the dumbest shit imaginable.
1: I'm reminded of how much I was pissed off when I finished Persona 1, and, like, the ending is the main character paired off with, like, the the lead girl who he had essentially no interactions with, because she spends most of the game, it's, like, three separate personalities wandering around.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and it's just like, why? What, what happened here? Yeah, whatever.
4: It's, yeah. But, yeah, uh i think, think they of, need to do something different for six and and like onward though because i think i think the high school setting either needs the high to school be, setting's never going to go away it's <laughs> probably not going to go away but it probably needs to be refocused a little
0: i think they need to do like persona 4 again and get out of the city because that was I like nice uh, i do too i just it would be a nice nice change
1: I would say I would actually go the opposite extreme and expand
4: the city. Interesting. <laughs> but But if they did that they'd make it more like Tensei five, so that's probably why
1: I mean SMT five is gonna be a dungeon crawl and that's not gonna that's not gonna stretch the same itch,
4: but mm-hmm. But um they do need to maybe reconsider whether or not the main character should be male or not.
1: I mean it would be nice to have like a choice on that, but like it's always going to end up being a case of they're going to have to pick one they're going to have to pick someone and eventually I think and I think that the developers being who they are are always going to end up picking male if they have to pick just one. Mm.
4: But uh back to Persona five strikers. Um like I could definitely see a Rhino game being made based off that engine. That would be fun. You make sense.
0: Yes, please. Gimme. Gimme. I'm looking going.
4: forward to Nocturne coming out. And cursing at the game for killing you so easily.
1: I'll play it again eventually.
4: I'm, uh, co- I'm going to be casual and play it on Mercy Sitting. <laughs> Especially since I need to get back to where I was and Hopefully the mercy isn't permanent like all the other easy modes, and I could just switch back to normal. That'd be nice. Because that, got... that would make revisiting that game much easier for me. Because I was at the point where I was trying to, where I, the last thing major thing I did was defeat Thor, and I think I fought uh, the archfiend that comes after the Matador. Yeah. I was heading to Gidza, I think. And that, that was about 20 or 30 hours into the game.
1: i still trying to think of any major games that fit the fit the bill of what was asked to start with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really vanishingly rare when they get it all right the first time. And don't manage to improve on it in the second. Got anything else?
0: Zelda 1 is better than Zelda 2.
1: Yeah, but it's worse than every other game. It's true. Um, uh, uh, uh,
0: Destiny 1 is better than Destiny 2.
4: Yeah, but they're both bad. Um, well, Legend of Gaia versus Legend of Dragoon. Legend of Gaia is a much better
1: game. <laughs> Legend of Dragoon's not Legend of
4: Gaia
5: two. Uh
4: they have Legend in the title, and they were made by the same team. Where they? And they they're weren't kind of like the same game.
1: There's a Gaia two that is actually in Legend of Gaia two. I remember very little about it, but
4: yeah, there is. But um, I just, but. I, it almost didn't happen. I think
1: it. It took a while for it to come here, and it was released here by like uh, IDOS for some reason as part of their brief uh, Fresh Games label.
0: How fresh was it?
1: Uh, it had Mr. Mosquito and that's so re- relatively fresh.
4: I actually never got around to playing Lagaya too. I have it. I just need to get an emulator and start playing it.
1: I played a bit of it. It's fun. Mm, mm, mm,
4: mm. Did any of you play Jay Gucu?
1: Uh I played a demo and decided I didn't need to play more of it. <laughs> mm. It does remind
2: me that... Uh... Oh, the,
4: there was a Jay Gucu too. 2, so I don't know how good that was compared to the original.
2: Yeah, Um,
1: this does remind me that I uh, have set myself up to, when I have the energy, play Skies of Arcadia Legends, and if I manage to finish that before Wheels ever plays the damn game,
4: Mm. Mm.
1: his life will be forfeit. Um, Some people
4: people think Shining Force 2 isn't as good as Shining Force. What do you think about that?
1: They're wrong. I don't think I would go with that. I was actually going to say this this one would be a matter of debate, but in my personal reckoning, the best Grandia is Grandia 1. Hmm. Thematically, I I think it's better than 2. Oh, for sure. I I like the 2D. I like the style and characters more. The gameplay's a little better in 2, but I think that overall, as a package, I would prefer prefer it to...
4: It also has the anti... Magical curls with not a sake Mio.
1: Yeah, kinda of like weird evil uh weird evil ray earth, but uh, yeah, no. Uh the, that would be one that I can think of where it's like I would ra- I, I would say that the first one was the best of those.
4: Uh uh let's see. Uh, lar- Silver Star Story Complete is better than Lunar Eternal Blue Complete.
1: But Lunar Silver Star is easily the worst lunar, so, other mm-hmm. than the one that doesn't count.
4: <laughs> but I mean, I really like the Eternal Blue, too, but I think it's got a stronger uh, everything else. I, I like Eternal Blue more
1: because I think that the... Uh let's see. I, I I like uh Sorry, my my brain died. I, mm. I I like I think as a complete package, I like Lunar 2 better than Lunar One, even though I have more nostalgia for Lunar One. Mm. I think that the narrative that it's doing is more interesting and the uh overall flow is more interesting even if I did have, even if when I finally played the Sega CD version all I could wonder is what the hell the spell Pressure Cooker did (laughs) working designs let's
4: see Uh, I've not had too much experience with with Valkyria Chronicles 4 but, usually like
1: one or four that people seem to think is the best of those at least. But
4: I really liked what I played of one. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, two, or I three, back two
0: and three are not the best. I don't think anyone's going to make that argument.
4: <laughs> and Revolution will never get a sequel because it was so horrible.
0: <laughs> that game doesn't exist. By default, the best in its subseries.
4: Um... Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Blue Reflection's getting a chance at another lease on life.
2: That's weird. Yeah,
4: it's also getting a mobile game and an anime, which is completely different from the game, so it's not an advertisement for the game.
1: Or at least it's not a good advertisement. (laughs) Uh... Hmm
2: yeah i think
4: oh, oh wait here's a game that got it right the first time but it's from a, a trilogy that was altogether not that good but the first mysterious trilogy game in the all taylor series was better than the other two
1: <laughs> yeah which uh which trilogy was this again mysterious
0: oh, trilogy. Uh, Sophie oh
1: lordy yeah the Fioris is the one that really goes off the rails yeah. and they don't fully recover
4: yeah like my problem with Fioris is that it felt like it had no direction at all it's like yeah you got a time limit to be at a certain place at a certain time but I didn't feel motivated to do that and and like just meandering either because it wasn't that rewarding
1: Oh man! Now I just thought of something, but it's a case where like there's one sequel, and it's considered kind of disgrace among those who care. So, but I'll bring it up because it's a game—the first game I dearly love, which is uh, Brave Fencer Musashi. It's way better than Samurai Legend Musashi. Uh, I hated that
4: PS2 sequel.
0: I saw that game in a store today. I did not purchase.
4: Should've the only thing—the only thing good about. <laughs>
0: Samurai Legend
4: was its soundtrack, and even that's debatable.
2: Uh,
4: yeah,
1: I still love Break Fencer. I should replay that. Um, yeah, that it to Switch, you
4: cowards! The first game. <laughs>
1: just put it. Just put it on everything. Like that should just be available. Like they didn't even re-release that. Like that was a PSN title in Japan when PS1 Classics were a thing. That never came back. Came out in the US. I. Have to wonder if there's issues with like rights about the voice acting.
4: Uh, also, port Tactics Ogre while you're at it.
1: Maybe I'll yes. support Threats of Fate. But do you know what? Do a Summer of Adventure collection. Put that and Legend of Mana, and I guess Chrono Cross if we have to. Or we'll just,
4: just just give us a Tactics Ogre collection. <laughs> Tactics Ogre, Tactics Ogre, Knight um, of Lotus, and. Um, Ogre Battle, all that stuff.
1: I mean, if we're including all of those, we would end up with Ogre Battle, March of the Black Queen. Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together.
4: The PSP version, because it's the best version.
1: (laughs) Put both on there, cowards. Um, uh, Legend of Ogre Battle Gaiden, The Prince of Zenobia. Uh, That's the the Wonderswan game, wasn't it? No, that that is a Neo Geo pocket color game, even weirder. Um... Ogre Battle 64 Person of Lordly Caliper uh, Tactics Ogre the Knight of Lotus Uh
2: I think that's all of them Wait wasn't there wasn't there,
4: no I was thinking of something else So I think that is all of them Yeah there's
1: not a lot even though I think the first one is labeled like episode 5 so many
2: of
4: these like weird oh yeah games that were I don't know like the first Xenosaga Saga isn't that great but it's a much better experience than two in my opinion
1: yeah although people generally like three the best of those from yeah the reason they got
4: different. it right but unfortunately it's when they ran out of money and they had to close the series up
1: yeah I was like we're kind of done here Oh yeah! Did everyone see that they apparently renewed trademarks on Bot and Kaitos? Yeah. Sweet. I guess. I, I don't like. I I did not play those games, and I distrust things with card-based battle systems. But I mean, I know plenty of people that seem to adore those games, so I hope they come back. I guess. You should all
2: probably. Of-
4: you should probably play Steamroll Quest. You won't. Why the car battling in that game?
2: Mm. I
1: don't know. I have a strong antipathy. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I'll put it on the list.
4: But uh, it's like one thirty or thirteen, and I'm starting. Finally, starting to get tired, so I'm gonna just bail. Okay, it's good to have you, Eric. Oh, you should plug
1: your you should plug your Patreon podcast before you leave.
4: Uh, my Patreon. It can be found on my Twitter profile, which is at Eric RPG. I write reviews for a website called BostonBassBribe.com. It's the only place I write now because two other places have closed down, and uh, I burned bridges with the other people. Ah, uh, gotcha. Not but enough. that was mostly my decision because I didn't want to write for people who would wouldn't want to hear me out on why I had certain political opinions. And I felt unsafe writing for a publication that um would freak out over something like that. Gotcha. And I didn't want to walk on egg shows. Understandable.
1: But yeah. Uh check your Patreon. It's in the uh it's in your Twitter profile at Eric RPG.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, just wanted to make sure you got the chance to plug before you left. Yeah. <laughs> but um some of my content is still on those sites, though. So I guess I could mention them, but nah. Don't give them yeah. the free apps. Um, but um, actually, the one site is shut down entirely. I can't even point to that one. Uh, <laughs> the other one's defunct, but they, it's still active. That's GameTactics.com. You can see my earliest work there. <laughs>
1: Man, uh, that's the kind of stuff I would try to hide, but...
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, but... um send me as a little dollar to help out or if you can't you find somebody else that might be able to
1: yeah just spread the word
4: because yeah. uh it helps me buy some of the smaller indie titles with what i'm learning now it's not a lot but i think people are supporting me like wheels
1: yeah every little bit helps definitely
4: but um that's all i could say and um also um I do audio reviews now of games that I feel like um, I can't sum up into a page or more paragraph of a game. (laughs) And only, like, so much information, a little quickie stuff. The audio format can be real good for that sort of thing. Plus, most people don't read, so I think they like the audio better. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, even if you write out a review, it might be worthwhile to put an audio version for some people. Mm-hmm.
4: But uh, I actually I didn't do scripts for the last three I did, and I'm gonna uh, probably make another video for Persona Five Strikers. Nice. And uh, Judgment. So yeah, hopefully people can keep on the lookout for those. But uh, might know you can find those on RP Grinders. <clears throat> but other than that, see you guys later. Bye bye. See you.
2: Yeah. Ah,
1: yeah. Uh, this does mean that we still have one more question from Crawl to get to. Sweet. Which is: uh, What's your favorite single class in the game? What made it special in that particular title? Mage. I mean, yes, but that's in every game.
0: Okay. Which game are we talking uh, about?
1: He just said in any particular game. Like, your favorite glass in an individual game. Uh,
0: Mage in, um... in a bread box? I can't think of uh Dark Souls. There you go. Boom.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know you. You love your whizbids. It's all about the whizbids. Like that can make or break a Souls game for you. is the capacity to whizbids, which is mildly funny to me because every single patch to Dark Souls Two just made it harder to do whizbids. <laughs>
2: Yeah. uh, As for me, I'm trying to think of.
0: Oh, right, you didn't answer the question.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Also, you you got quieter for me for some reason. I'm not sure what happened. It's weird. Hear mic adjustment.
0: Uh, you You sound tired. Nope. Not tired. You're tired. I
1: didn't say you were tired. I said you sounded tired, but now you're saying that you are tired, so. In any case, what's the. I'm trying to think of, like, I don't. A lot of. My favorite games are often ones where you don't have really rigidly defined classes. So, like, when I get, like, a job system, I like messing around with, like, a bunch of them. That's why I like things like MF5. Or I like games like FF7, where it's just anyone can be anything if they put their mind to it. Uh, but uh, if I'm left to my own devices, I will always make a dancer, because dancing is fun in real life, and dance, combat dancing is very good. Uh, but that's not native to a particular game. I do that in every game where I have dance, where dancer is an option. What
0: about a tiny dancer?
2: Hold me closer, tiny (laughs) dancer. Count the headlights on the highway. Lay me down in sheets of linen. We're banned from Twitch TV today. Shit! (laughs) Stop!
0: No more. (laughs) (laughs) Twitch
1: TMC. My goddamn Twitch. (laughs) Shutting you down, Will. (laughs)
0: Why are you on Hoth? Um, Because. Because. It's not Hoth. It's Europa. It's a real planet, man. Um, It's a real planet. Technically a real moon, but okay. It's a real moon. That's
1: no moon. Um. (laughs) uh i was a big fan uh, i'm always a big fan of persuasive classes i like talking around
0: things oh i have thought of one that i had a particularly good time with. I was gonna say uh, talking was basically my class in outer worlds oh yeah no that's always fun
1: but uh i thought of one that i particularly can think of as enjoying on a mechanical level and that's uh vanguard as it worked in mass effect 3 which was a class that, like, the, the first game, Vanguard, was just your weird half-step between being a, uh, you know, a quote-unquote mage and a quote-unquote warrior. So you had the soldier that was all guns all the time, and you had the uh, adept that was all biotics, a.k.a. magic, all the time. And then you had Vanguard, which was your half-step between the two. But in 2, they introduced this idea of, like, well, every, every character type needs their own thing that they do. And so Vanguard got the ability to charge, where they would just, like, rocket forward into an enemy and hit them. And that was really cool, but they didn't really have anything to do once Hold that on. happened.
0: Right. Okay. Hold on. Be right back. Um, PJ? PJ?
2: A little Spanish flea PJ? A record star He thought he'd be I, like I did! You guys Why okay. not a little Spanish flea And so he came Inside a doggy From a trip in the same and he's as fine as anything can be walked
0: okay, around okay.
2: and sit
0: eat on the tap all right i'm back
2: okay sorry about that um i was singing spanish play while you were gone uh all right hold on
0: i'll be right back children
2: wow around the world from Kia to Carolina. Sticky finger picture from Berlin down to France. thank you for a ride on a slow boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Corbin San Diego. Steal their soul in South Korea. Make Antarctica cry uncle. From the red Sea to Greenland they'll be Singing the blues. Well, they know Arkansas. I steal the mekong from Jacko. Tell me where in the world is Carmen, San Diego She'd go from Nashville to Norway, down there to Zimbabwe, Chicago to Czechoslovakia, and back where she Pakistan and Russia, and she'll make a stay in a row. She'll make the natural stars. Stick them up down under and go pick pocket perry. she put the missing to me now when she stole the beans from Leibniz. Where in the world is, called in San Diego, where in the world is, where can Botswana to Thailand, Milan being at Amsterdam, then to Bali, Ohio, Oahu. Well, she glides around the globe and she'll flame every nation. She's a wd dealing diva with a taste for thievery. Her itinerary loaded up with moving violations. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? In the world? is carbon san diego where in the world is common san diego watch Ah, uh, thank god for rock let's see um i'm
1: just gonna end up turning this into karaoke and i'm waiting for real sorry to all listeners and to the well actually no apologies to the digital millennium's Copyright right that stuff is uh, overbearing but apologies to all listeners um
5: Let's
2: see, i can't find me somebody to know. Each morning I get up, I die. Can barely stand on my feet Take a look in the mirror and cry Lord, what you doing to me? I spent all my years believing you But I just can't get no relief Lord Somebody, ooh somebody Can anybody find me? Somebody love me I work hard every day of my life I will take in my bones with you. I take home my heart and I all lie my own I get down on my knees and I start to pray till the tears run down from my eyes Love somebody Ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody that must to put me down and send crazy. They say oh, I'm all in my brain. I know how it I know what I'm there to do. Somebody, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody, I feel like me. I just keep losing my mind. It's I apologize
1: to the late Freddie Mercury. Not that anyone can really match up to that sort of vocal range, but really, I should have tried harder. That was not a not a good uh, not a good rendition. Oh well. It's really expecting wheels to interrupt that at some point because it's that between that and coming from San Diego, I just took like five minutes. Hopefully, he'll just cut all this. but I don't know that I trust him to. Uh, in case he doesn't. Uh, since Gaijin isn't here, I want to plug his, uh, book series that is available on Amazon and Kindle Unlimited, uh, Princesses of the Pizza Parlor, which, to my knowledge, has, uh, nine, maybe ten, uh, volumes available on Amazon, uh, both as collected works and as uh, Kindle Unlimited volumes, uh, yeah, you know, uh, young girls playing D and D, a nice sort of young adult series, to my knowledge. I, I'm so bad at remembering to read things; I feel terrible. So I just have to repay the repay the good man in what way I can by recommending the by you know plugging the series in his absence. It's uh, available uh, under the pen name Michael Yarimizu, uh, Y A R I M I T U. So you know, if anyone's interested in reading those, I'm sure that he'd appreciate it, and maybe if you do. Read a nice, uh, write a nice, encouraging, uh, review because that helps a lot with algorithms. Algorithms are terrible. Every programmer should feel individually ashamed of how much algorithms control modern life and on the internet and how much they determine who finds an audience and who doesn't. It's hard, it's hard out here for everyone. Uh, let's see, uh, stretch, stretch, stretch. Uh, I really don't want to force people to listen to more karaoke. Uh, I guess I can talk about Lost Judgment a bit more
2: while the else is gone.
1: That game looks uh, bananas. That trials gun, you sweat lord. Uh, I'll pretend I
2: know what that means. Uh, but
1: Yeah, Wheels is uh, thankfully uh, now dead, so he can't be marauded further in Destiny 2
2: while he's away,
1: living that dead life. Uh, But yeah, Lost Judgment looks real good. Uh, uh, I'm pleased to see the Yakuza team continue to sort of... uh, continue on their uh, merry way in terms of... uh, reusing content so aggressively I've I've noticed like the the really good AAA devs have gotten very good at uh, being inconspicuous or natural in how they reuse content I mean like there's no inconspicuous way to reuse an entire city I'm back Hey uh, I managed to get through like three songs and uh, briefly rant about the Digital Millennium's copyright act while you were gone
0: Nice this one's gonna be annoying to edit.
1: Yeah, no, I recommend that you edit all of that out. <laughs> uh, oh, I also, I also briefly pu- plugged Gaijin's book, but we can plug that again later. So, right. no worries. Uh, let's
2: see. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, in in progressing order of how likely someone is to be action to action uh the songs that i was singing i sang carmen san diego and "Somebody Loved by queen which is very much more likely to get to uh oh,
0: great all right yell that so, so so i should look at Be sure to. a few strikes tomorrow morning
1: i mean like it was not a good enough rendition to actually get caught by an autobot um <laughs> who waged their battles to destroy dmca copyright violations um but yeah, uh, favorite single class in the game. I think we were. T- oh yeah, I was talking about vanguards in Mass Effect. Uh, but yeah, in Mass Effect 2, they gave you the vanguard. Uh, the vanguard class got the charge ability, where you would just like fly forward and slam yourself into the enemy. But there was really no way to. Th- it, that was really dangerous at all times because you would you were putting yourself in the middle of all the enemies, but you didn't have anything that you could really do up close after that that was effective you were just gonna have to like pull out your shotgun and hope that you could kill them before they successfully killed you since you were now surrounded uh so in mass effect 3 they came up with this a secondary ability that only the vanguard got called nova where you would like blow up your shield and like hit everything within like a 15 foot radius of you for like heavy damage, depending upon how much shield you had left. And pretty sure.
0: that's the class I played in two and three actually.
1: Yeah. And like that suddenly made the entire class kind of make sense where you like, so you sort of wore down an enemy group and then you charged into the middle of them and then did Nova to destroy all the strag stragglers. And like that, that suddenly like made the class work and make sense. Uh, and that that suddenly made that a much more that that was suddenly my favorite class to play in uh, three. Just because like the the entire kit finally made sense. And this is this is on topic because I believe the legendary trilogy or whatever that they called that collection is coming out this week.
0: Yeah, Friday.
2: Yeah, so you know,
0: Uh,
1: uh the, to
5: that.
1: yeah, that'll be fun. Mass Effect director hopes Legendary Edition will change feelings about that infamous ending. Yeah, not happening. Yeah, no. It's like it. Like the issue is just
0: that. Like uh, I don't want to relitigate that goddamn again. <laughs> Listen, it's just. Ultimately, it doesn't matter because it's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah, but that doesn't make the ending good. No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Enjoy. You have three game, three games worth of awesome stuff. Yeah. I'm Just curious, curious how to see. I'm just curious how one is gonna play.
1: Yeah, that one's the one that is the odd duck among the three. I guess they're hoping that, like, the extended cut is enough, but, like, the extended cut was always a band-aid on a, like, gaping wound, whatever. Uh, but yeah, Mass Effect One. I mean, the the collection looks very pretty. I don't have any desire to play those on a console again because that's like a at least a hundred hour commitment to play through all three, mm-hmm. and I don't
0: want to do that. Where are my Switch version
1: at? Yeah, the the rumor was always that a Switch version was in development at some point. I don't know if that version was killed at some stage or if it was ever even in development, other than that, like, again, the persistent rumor is that it was in development at some point.
2: But yeah, who knows? I don't
0: know uh, uh, got any other questions uh,
1: not in the podcast section to my knowledge not in the uh, what do you call it? universe whatever uh, let's see. oh there was a question from like last time that we didn't answer for some reason.
2: Uh, Oh yeah,
1: Uh, destroying this. This was from Doomerang, I think. Tam kindly transcribed it. Destroying this here so it won't be completely lost. Live question came in at the end of this week's Q&A quest. Uh, do you, Doomerang, question for later. Would you play a remastered Grandia Extreme? Yeah. Uh, Why not? Oh, there's another one from Crowlin here that I'll have to check as well. Um, but would you play a remastered Grandia Extreme? Yeah, I would. Uh, I think people need to carry into Grandia Extreme the correct expectations, which is that it is not a mainline Grandia game. It's a dungeon crawl where you can mess around with maybe the best version of the character growth and combat systems in a series that has very good character growth and combat systems. But, you know, like, do do not go into it for the story. The story is bad. The characters are not interesting. Uh, But if you go into it understanding what it is, it's a perfectly fine game and a very fun game in many ways. And if they put that on Switch, I would absolutely kill time playing Grandia Extreme for probably hours on end, so... you know. I don't know if you ever played
0: that. No. But I haven't. <sighs> I need to play... finish playing Grandia 1 first, so before I do any other Grandias. It's most important.
1: Yeah, I still don't think you've ever finished that video game. No. Um, let's
2: see... I uh, need to add Gaijin
1: in. Since he just finally
2: appeared and, you know, co host and all that.
1: Yeah, we're... Do, do, do. Where are you,
0: Mr. Baker? Done. Scoobert, Dubert, doo du, where are you? Scooby, Doo, doo where
1: are you? Are we ready to accept that his first name is Scoobert? Whose name is Scoobert? Scooby-Doo's first name is Scoobert.
3: I mean, what's Shaggy's real name supposed to be? It's something equally weird. It's Norville. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: Like, the, the thing about it is that Shaggy at least is like... It's not like they made it so that his full name was Shagworth.
3: That would actually be kind of cool.
1: That would be unsettling. That's a terrible name. I'm terrified by it.
3: I mean... Logically, anything in that series is unsettling if you consider it too deeply. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, just Scooby Snacks by itself. Hey.
1: Imagine having an entire food named after yourself.
0: Is he named after the... F- <coughs> or maybe he's named after the food. Not the no, I don't think that's the case. case. No. Or probably not.
3: No, it's just... I mean, I think it was just originally their nickname for whatever it really was, and then they just kept on with it.
1: Yeah, I think there's at least some of those where there's like boxed Scooby snacks with like a logo on them that says that they're Scooby snacks. So mm-hmm. Scoobert snacks.
3: Um, but yeah, so Gajan, What you been playing? <laughs> um. Well, I'm. Well, haven't actually touched it in a few days, but I'm in the Time Lord quest on Blue's scenario.
2: Oh, nice. Sweet.
3: Yes, and I already beat T-260G before that. Nice. So.
1: He's showing you up, wheels.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, and, something, Apex Legends.
3: Yeah, and, uh, and I need a last check on that th- Saga impression, just so we make sure that everyone's okay with random stuff.
1: I'll need to i i would offer to do that but i need to i've been trying to work out my login for a while so yeah, uh, yeah. i don't uh i don't do a
3: lot of the individual posting myself as you can see
2: yeah. um
3: yeah No. i just need to make sure that whatever random changes were made did not cause more issues and that the pictures look okay and that you actually meant the word spare instead of sparse in your write-up dave
1: i usually use the word i, I probably used the word spare intentionally then i'll go check
3: i i figured because it did fit with spare but several other people got the wrong uh, definition and decided it had to be sparse instead <laughs> i'm like no no I'm, I'm trusting dave on this when it's spare because that really makes sense
1: yeah no i did intend to say spare so i appreciate you going to that for me yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um But yeah, so a Frontier still ongoing. Uh it's it's one of those things you can like sort of put on the back burner and just come back to a character every so often which is nice.
3: I mean, that's what I was doing with Scarlet Grace too.
1: Yeah, that's just a healthy way to play those games. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, you do not want to try and push through all eight scenarios in one play in one no. Not certainly not one sitting, but eight sittings in one marathon, basically. You are going to hate the series forevermore if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> They're not meant to be played that way. Yeah, and yet people do try to play them that way, which is why they end up hating the series.
1: Yeah, they either play way too little or way too much.
2: Yep. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, we were looking at some questions. Uh, there's one that you might actually have had something to say about that we passed by well uh, beforehand, but uh, Kroll had asked Can you think of any moderately substantial series, and not necessarily just RPGs, where the first installment was
3: arguably the best? First installments are. I mean, I can make a few examples where a game was. Technically, uh, technically inferior to its sequel, but still the better game. Yeah,
1: I mean, I would. If you want to make the argument, anyone that you want to make the argument for, I would love
3: to hear. Yeah, I mean, co- main thing is a lot of these were not certainly not the first in their series. Mm. Um, but for example, Maple Story DS and Maple Story Three DS. The Three DS game was definitely the superior game in terms of gameplay, controls, graphics, and a few design elements. But the DS game was still the better game. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Partly because the 3DS game was one storyline and the DS game was four intertwining storylines. So, um, Mm -hmm. which was a lot more interesting, had a lot more options for different control schemes and had a better achievement system. So, it had Mm -hmm. an achievable achievement system. (laughs) So unlike the DS version. Um, Other than that, it's really hard to say. Because, I mean, if you're going back to the first game in the series, often you're talking about incredibly different technical specs.
5: Yeah,
1: like that's another thing that games have, where it's like the technology has, uh, has a lot to do with why a lot of games are able to improve so rapidly.
3: Oh, sorry. Yeah. um, So. uh, I mean, the only... I mean, I would love to make an argument that the original Metal Max was better than Metal Max Xeno um, Reborn. (laughs) Um, It's not the best in the series. It's just better than Xeno Reborn. (laughs) I mean, but that that would te- that'd also be a lie, because at least on technical merits, I mean, just on technical merits, Reborn had to be considered the better game.
1: You could say that Metal Max 1 is the more charming game, though. <laughs> Certainly. So, but... um, I mean, I made yeah. the argument that uh, that Grandia 1 was the best of those games, and, like, technically, like, the... Uh, it's like Grandia 2 is a more soundly put together video game but I think that Grandia 1's charm and like writing makes it shine more so
3: I mean the, only, the games in the series that I've played are 1, 3 and parallel trippers so yes Grandia 1 is certainly the best of those three.
1: Oh, absolutely no, that's not even close that's being a little unfair but yeah two, 1 and 2 yeah. are like a reasonable like you could argue either way but 1 is the one that I would argue for mm-hmm parallel trippers what a wild
5: game
3: yeah okay well then there's certainly one like um, parallel trippers just reminded me uh, Chrono Trigger oh yeah much better than Chrono Cross because I always refer to parallel trippers as the Chrono Cross of Grandia
1: kind of yeah what a weird choice
3: <laughs> yeah I mean it's just it's kind of weird rambling has a bunch of disconnected islands that make no sense together it and has way up... too many characters yeah <laughs> It has more characters than Corona Cross, even.
1: Yeah, it's weird. On the bright side, it also didn't advertise itself as Grandia 2, which gives it a bit more forgivability. Yeah. But yeah.
3: And, I mean, it was also quite obviously billed as a kind of an isekai-style fantasy where you're just visiting and you get to meet all the characters from Grandia 1. Yeah. So.
1: let's hang out with Justin and... And Gadwin, and Lily the
3: Skull and Java. Oh man, hell yeah, Java. And and the three bitch sisters. Yeah, you can have them all in a party together, and they get a com- and they get a union attack.
1: They darn well better. They got one in the boss fight.
3: <laughs> yep. In fact, I think the only characters that you couldn't actually recruit were um, the villain's son and Lean. Huh. Or the the big sister, Fina sister. Yeah, Lean. And that. And that was because apparently they just ran out of time and they couldn't incorporate that particular side quest in.
1: Yeah, I would imagine that that was probably supposed to be a bit grander than a lot of the other ones, so they probably just were like, I, I, we would rather not include them to not, than to do them poorly. Okay.
3: No, I mean, no, they are included. Um, you can, yeah. There are events with them, and I remember chatting with this guy who was trying to do the definitive walkthrough and FAQ for the game on GameFAQs before he decided to boycott GameFAQs forever. Um, as he and he had <laughs> gone through like the debug codes and found evidence of a scenario with those two yeah um, and it was just cut for time and space yeah it's one of those ones that
1: it's right. wild that those two were cut because they're so important like have such a would be some of the people people would want to actually play as I, I would assume you also can't
3: recruit like the villain of Grandia 1 no, because it was implied that he was the boss of that scenario.
1: Ah, uh, that would explain that. Yeah, and would make perfect. And sense. not
3: necessarily the humanoid yeah. boss of that scenario, but just a bo- the boss of the scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, this is also the game where you again you re- could recruit Justin's mom as a pirate. You could yeah. recruit the uh, the loving couple that w- managed to avoid getting thrown into the volcano.
1: Oh my God! That they dug deep for just like yeah. everyone.
3: Yeah, I mean, most of these characters did not have a lot of story. You just kind of meet them and like, oh, okay, come on. Some of them didn't have names. <laughs> you no, know, I think they did in Japanese at least.
1: Yeah, I, I think the. Lo- it's one of those situations where I think the loving couple
3: are referred to by name maybe twice in the script. Now, I did remember that they, that they had names, um, but you, I couldn't tell you what they are. If They're in the
1: game for all of 10 minutes.
3: <laughs> yeah. I hope
1: you can recruit the, like... like superstitious old sea captain that tries to throw an eight-year-old overboard
3: possibly i don't i don't specifically remember him but possibly yes
1: he has a character portrait so i wouldn't disbelieve
3: it (laughs) yeah just because every character in grandia who had a character portrait and was not actively attempting to merge with a with some sort of elder horror from beyond existence could be recruited in that game
1: yeah gonna recruit the nice doctor from Gadwin's
2: Village. Uh,
1: all of these characters just flooding into my brain of like, this character appears like three times. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were trying to. Oh, God. Uh, yeah.
3: yeah, I think Chrono Trigger is about the only one I could seriously name as the first, actual first game of the series was better than anything that came after.
1: Yeah, I believe we're all gonna do Radical Dreamers dirty like this.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the only other one you could mention. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Unless you want to make the argument that Zinogears was a, intended to be a chrono sequel. I believe that at one point it was intended to be. I, it, it it certainly yeah,
1: wasn't by the time it was finished. But
3: there's. I mean, the only the only reason I know that theory is because you've mentioned it to me. Yeah, um, I mean, Luca's in the opening village. There's a
1: lot of like areas that are like. Call back to things like the Millennial Fair, where it's just like this is just a bunch of like weird mini games, and then of course there's just the fact that a lot of Chrono Cross's plot is kind of recycled from Xenogears.
3: Yeah, and the fact that a lot of these segments of Xenogears' world don't make a lot of sense put together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, or the flash- entire segment that's a flashback to a to a, a civilization three thousand years in the past.
1: Yeah, that's another thing where a lot of those things were like, maybe these were time periods in one draft, of, one very early draft of the script. Yeah. Uh, I was just watching a friend uh, playing through Xenogears uh, on a stream a few days ago, and he just got to Disc 2, and, like, a, another person who was, like, half-watching, half-not, was just, like, completely unprepared for how uninteractive Xenogears Disc 2 is. <laughs>
3: It's like half of it's half of it's done as talking about a flashback while sitting on a chair under a light.
1: Yeah, or you'll like see flashes through a half completed dungeon. That's just like here's a camera pan through this dungeon that you don't get to do because it's not done.
3: Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh well. Um, hmm. That game's tragic. Quite. Uh, so oh, other games. I mean, you could. You can definitely like make the argument that the first Paper Mario game was better than the third Paper Mario game, or the fourth.
1: I mean, I'm the person that would argue that uh, the first Paper Mario game is better than the second Paper Mario game. I'm that guy.
3: I'm sure you are. I've never played the second one, but I do know that at least people would be willing to argue the point for no- the second one. They would not be arguing the point for Super Paper Mario or Sticker Star. <laughs> Yeah, I j- I
1: don't know. I have a lifelong vendetta against uh,
3: Paper Mario Thousand Year, Thousand Year Door. Door.
1: Uh, I need to
3: play that one sometime just to see. But
1: yeah, I think I think most people would like it, but the circumstances in which I played it are just like, I I was not amused by how often that it ran into ran with the joke.
3: I'm wasting your time. Ah. Uh, but. So. but yeah, that that's a that's more of a stylistic issue than a. This game is. Definitively inferior issue.
1: Awesome. I, I love Sticker Star, even though it's a kind of a mess of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just gonna
2: say, um, but
1: yeah, Paper Mario is a reasonable one. That one's that one's another one where there, even if whether you count uh, Super Mario RPG or not, like there would it would still come to the same thing because there are definitely people who would make the argument that none of them have been better than Super Mario RPG. I've definitely met those people.
2: Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, and
1: yeah, uh, we got to a question uh, that had been posited during a stream that I don't think we got around to answering from Doomerang, which was just a quick: uh, Would you play a remastered Grandia
3: Extreme? I never played the original Grandia Extreme, so I guess so. I probably would, just to see.
1: As someone who has played the original Grandia Extreme, I, I put forward that if you carry into it the right expectations, that this is not a traditional Grandia game, it's a dungeon crawl that ha- just lets you mess around with like the cool combat and the good systems, then it's a perfectly fine game. It's only a problem if you go in expecting a good story and writing.
3: Uh, so in some ways, it's a parallel to Dragon Quarter. Kind of, but I like the writing in Dragon Quarter. Oh, I did too. I'm, I just mean the... It's a very that, different that, kind of game. It's that different from the pr- games that came before that if you go in expecting more of the same, then you're going to be shocked. And if you really like more of the same, then you're going to ha- hate it.
1: Yeah, like you need to set your expectations for what you're, what they're trying to make rather than what you expect them to make.
3: Or, uh, or otherwise known as a game that people would like more if they had changed the name or change the series name.
1: Yeah. Like if they had just made like a game that was just, that didn't have the Grandia name attached and was just like a dungeon crawl game that had the Grandia systems, I think people would have, people would consider uh, Grandia Extreme in this hypothetical universe to be an unsung gem. Mm -hmm. uh, Let's see. Um, Let's see. And then we've got one more from Crawl uh, what are the weirdest or most interesting inspirations for RPGs? Light novels and manga slash anime are rife licensing deals are not uncommon uh, mm. what made you go, why or how did they make an RPG out of that? Are there any good
3: ones? There's quite a few that I've actually mentioned on this podcast before.
1: Yeah, I was I was glad that you arrived before we answered this because you have the esoteric hookups of this is based off of something completely bananas
3: But well, Do you remember any of the ones I've mentioned before?
1: Uh, I'm thinking of some of the ones that are based off of things like food.
3: <laughs> yeah, Choco Vader.
1: Yep, that was the one that I was thinking of, Choco Vader.
3: Uh, the multimedia um, marketing thing that involved, like, cheap chocolates and trading cards based on every alien sighting of the 20th century.
1: Yeah, which is a very cute concept, but yes. it ultimately exists to sell cheap chocolate.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, combined with an arcade game that made use of the cards and a Game Boy Advance RPG that let you use the codes on the cards to unlock new monsters. That's clever. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I've got a phone call, so uh, one moment.
1: Yeah, I'll try to think of some things. Uh... (laughs) This isn't actually an answer, but it's my favorite... uh... My favorite shit post response to this. Have you ever looked at the logo to the original Fatal Frame Wheels? Wheels?
2: Yes. Okay, you're still here.
1: You ever looked at the original, the logo to the original Fatal Frame? Uh, no. In the logo to that video game, it's the words "based on a true story." <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I'm nope. back by the way. Okay. Wow. It, it, yeah, like the the video game Fatal Frame in its English logo has the words "based on a true story." It's on the title screen for even more baffling reasons because it's just like, well, it's officially part of the logo, but it's no no one can tell wh- where they got that idea from. It's based on like some vague aspect of like some ghost story someone in, on the dev team had once heard. That's it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay what else weird origins i mean we we all know the ones that were based on light novels
1: yeah like those are those are infinite <laughs> yeah
3: no i mean like the really old ones based on light novels. oh like like megami tensei and so megami tensei parasite eve tales of fantasia yeah tale fantasia yeah and and, and of course my my favorite nightmare project yakata which was based on a ser- an unconnected series of murder mysteries.
1: Yeah, and they just sort of slammed them together. Like, now, now they're a shared
3: canon. <laughs> yeah, they're the shared canon for the backstory behind the places that you visit. Yeah. So. Inspiration
1: comes from weird places.
3: Yeah. Oh, that they recently remade, like, the first uh, book in that series into manga format. I've got one of the manga with me. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hope that's a good adaptation. <laughs> it seems to be slightly modernized because they said it's set in 2018 and the book was written in like 1992. Um, mm. so. <laughs> but okay, something else that really odd. Okay, anything else that's a really odd game or thing to base a game on? I mean, hmm.
1: I've got some things that aren't RPGs. If we want to delve into that a bit,
3: sure, sure. Tell me.
1: So one of my favorite, like, weird Japanese kusoge is I'm Sorry, uh-huh. Which is like an arcade sort of Pac-Man style game, but it's like a parody of a Japanese politician. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hardcore Gaming 101 describes it uh, a flagrant riff against former Japanese Prime Minister Kakue Tanaka. One of the country's most controversial political figures from the 20th century, after stepping down in, uh, as prime minister, he reigned as the chief member of the in-power Liberal Democratic Party. But by this time, the time games release in 85, his power had been deprived by a couple scandals, including bribe acceptance, favoritism, via romantic affair, and continued alcoholism. And like the game, it's just like a weird joke on him.
3: <laughs> okay, okay, this reminds me, um, Neptunia Victory.
5: Oh, yeah.
2: yeah
3: where I mean the Neptunia series is obviously kind of weird to begin with but all of the villains in victory were based on like elements of 1980s um game politics oh lordy um including um is like it was a set of villains and like one of them was one of them was a parody of a fictional prime minister from a <laughs> some sort of satire and um, the parody of a satire. And another one was this lady who looked, looked almost like a stereotypical secretary, but her name was a reference to the law, to the legislation that was passed preventing the rental of video games.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is, this is another one. I'm, I'm just thinking about like weird political video games now. And one of my favorite, like what on earth is this doing Famicom games? Uh, America Daitorio Senkyo, (laughs) which is a game
3: loosely based off of the American Presidential Election, the game.
1: Yeah, like, it was based off of the 1988 election, but with, like, some actual American politicians and then just whoever, because also... So here you have, like, like, fake George H.W. Bush uh, and fake Pat Robertson, fake Michael Dukakis... But then you get weird stuff, like, for some reason, Margaret Thatcher is just a candidate named, except in this case, called Thatcher. Uh, or uh, they added, like, I guess just for the, since to give the Japanese audience, like, someone to feel, like, more related to, they made a fictional, like, Democratic candidate named Suzuki, who's... Apparently modeled after Noboru Takeshita.
5: That's
1: just absolutely like a bananas idea to sell this. Uh, essentially at any point. Uh,
3: okay. Um, it's a different idea than... Um, the... Uh, what was it? Ring Fit. Oh, Yeah since that was technically enough of an rpg that we reviewed it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that it's an exercise rpg that has bosses and it has leveling up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um something else that's weird. Um Racing Lagoon.
1: Oh, I love Racing Lagoon. That's a wild game.
3: I could never get past the first race cuz I just I'm really bad at those controls. I can never win.
1: Oh, it doesn't control well, but I love it for existing.
3: Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do
1: want to I do want to point out uh, The thing that makes uh, America Daitorio Senkyo even funnier is that it actually came out, like, the week before the U.S. election in Japan. Like, in Japan it came out the week before the U.S. election in, like, October 28th, 1988. Wild stuff to have actually done. If the player manages to win the game and become president of the United States, the official presidential oath is displayed in English. <laughs> yeah, like it, it was a very like serious game. You were you had to like set your you had to like develop your positions to like win votes based on things like nuclear power generation, restrictions of immigration, isolation of AIDS patients, uh obligation of service in the public school system, sanctions on Iran, like just like this was a game that was I, I can't imagine who the audience was supposed to be other than, like, bored 40-year-olds. But it was an option. That was a game that you could get.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, sorry. I just I just wanted to bring that up for being a wild game to... A wild thing to actually release as a... Like, what's this game based off of? The forthcoming presidential election in another mm-hmm. country. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that has just like a what on earth is this doing as the basis of any video game. <laughs>
5: hmm.
3: Let's see. Anything else really, really freaking weird? Can we? Okay. Uh, hmm. Uh, There's just so many weird games out there, but I can't really... I
1: think of any where... that are specifically based off of something.
3: Um, that's not a manga or anime.
5: Yeah.
3: Um... Or some of the Wizard of Oz RPGs.
1: Oh, yeah, those are always weird. Wiz out. Listen, none of them can top Zardoz for being weirdly based off of The Wizard of Oz.
3: Zardoz is... Okay, I've never actually watched that one. I just know the...
1: It's more that the the existence of The Wizard of Oz is a plot point in in Zardoz. That's why it's called Zardoz.
5: Ah.
3: Um... Well, anything weirder, okay, um, not, again, not an RPG, but um, Momotaro Dentetsu.
1: Oh, I love Momotaro Dentetsu for just being the lamest pun imaginable.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it takes the Japanese folktale of the Peach Boy going out to the, to find the ogres on Ogre Island and and liberate all the treasure that they stole and give it back to the people, and they changed it into a train simulator. With all the ogres as trains, or driving trains, that attack you. Like you do.
1: Just as as ogres are known for. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah, I think, I think I'm kind of tapped for, like, weird things, for basis, but maybe we can come back to this if we think of anything eventually. Sure. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? else? We've kind of hit our limit on, like, new questions... Uh, it just becomes a question of if we want to dip into the list, or if we're tapped for tonight.
0: Let's take one or two from the list. Okay. Let's see. Miners Q&A list, take two.
2: Okay. Um,
1: I don't know that any of us have an answer for this, because I don't know that any of us played the kind of games that we- would be relevant to this question but uh number 50 is the worst expansion pack for any rpg
3: Mm. i'm not very familiar with a lot of expansion packs to begin with
1: yeah that's the thing i was i was thinking of like i didn't play a lot of pc games i don't have strong opinions on their expansion packs
3: i mean the last game i played with an expansion pack was technically dandy dungeon yeah my copy came with the expansion pack so yeah and it was awesome, anyway. Yeah.
1: I think, like... A game... Like, I, I might even include, like, enhanced versions where I feel like the enhancements just make the game less interesting or worse. Well, if well, we're doing uh,
3: enhanced versions, then Metal Max Reborn.
1: Oh, yeah. Xenor Reborn. But uh, the thing I was actually thinking of was I feel like essentially every edition made to Final Fantasy X International makes a game worse. <laughs> Yeah. With the the possible exception of the International Grid, which I don't think is implemented well enough to be interesting, but doesn't necessarily make the game worse. Mm -hmm. But like all of the bonus bosses that they added are put in places where it just makes the game less fun.
3: Yeah, because now you have to avoid those areas like the plague.
1: Yeah, and if you missed something there, well, I guess you're fucked.
3: (laughs) Yeah, including an item needed to make an ultimate weapon.
1: Yep, I hope you grab the completely off-screen Suncrest while you were there. I
3: didn't.
2: <laughs>
3: Oops. Yeah. You walk off-screen, you come back, and oh, there's a giant dragon there now. Yep. He was not there five seconds ago.
1: He's, he's here couldn't now, though.
3: Just, couldn't you have waited for me to exit the entire level first?
1: That'd be nice, wouldn't it? But Yeah, it's a... Uh... It, that that sucks. I, I feel
0: like every like all the additions to that are bad. Um, I'd say the entire first year of Destiny Two expansions was pretty terrible.
1: Oh yeah, you would have opinions on that because yeah. you play games that have continually uh, that continually add expansions. <laughs> what was the first good Destiny Two expansion?
0: <laughs> uh, the one where you went to the moon. I forget. Name oh, I
1: finally found where that wizard came from.
0: Well, I mean, you'd already been to the moon and one It's just returning to the moon.
1: It's The Taken King Destiny 1 or 2.
0: That's Destiny 1, and that is the best expansion. Yeah, that's
1: the one that I know the name of, so
0: I assume yeah. people liked that one. No, it had a great story, it had a great raid, it had great everything. It was really good.
1: Yeah. I feel like we'd have more opinions on this if more of us were MMO
0: players. Probably, uh, especially if we were like playing EverQuest and it's ten gajillion expansions. I mean, at th- at that point, like
1: EverQuest is just like a lifestyle. But I feel like every WoW fan I've ever met has really strong opinions. Oh yeah, yes. On which one, on which expansions are good and which ones aren't.
0: Yeah, I could pull my brother on which expansions are good and which are bad.
1: We might come back, we might round- circle back to that. Didn't you play that for a while? Did you have opinions on this?
0: Well. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I never played it, like, heavily Seriously enough, enough yeah. to care. Yeah. I mean, well... <laughs> I should say, before there were any expansions, I was playing it pretty heavily, but... By the time there was an expansion, I had kind of fallen off, off of it. Because the grind early on was really, really slow.
1: And yet you'll be back, <coughs> Um... Yeah, um... Let's see, but yeah. Uh, maybe maybe call your brother on that. We can hear... Her. I'd be interested oh. to hear that myself.
0: Oh, Pew in chat has an opinion. He says, mop? I guess that's short for something. Garbage. Drainer garbage. Anything before... M- oh, Mr. Pandaria must be what Mi- mop is. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah.
1: yeah, it seemed like after a while they became people certainly seemed to care less after a while and i feel like after a while i no longer knew what the newest one was and that's when i could tell that world of warcraft stature had really fallen because i didn't know what the new expansion was even though i didn't play it Um, so thank you for that uh bit of information uh, actually, I'm now going to look up what the most recent one was because I seem to recall it having an incredibly generic name. Uh, Shadowlands. Yeah. I remember one being called Battle for Azeroth, and that seemed like cheating because that's just that's yeah. just all of them. <laughs> They're all a Battle
0: for Azeroth.
1: I'm so I regret to inform you.
0: Well, that may be the ult- the one where you go into the alternate version where the uh, the orcs like never drank the demon blood and you go into like an alternate
3: history
2: uh, okay yeah.
3: Uh, yeah that happened Yeah, okay. I mean, if you're, going, if you're stretching that far for new material then you have an issue with your world <laughs> building
1: I mean it's, it's just a natural end point of oh god we weren't thinking of what we would be doing 15 years down the line well I mean then
0: he took one of the major horde characters uh, Sylvanas and had her burn down the uh the, the home of the night elves for some reason you might I as well think. just be telling me about
1: like fucking leprechauns getting into a turf war with goblins yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about
0: 15k <laughs> hours and wow is that an accurate number dear lord <laughs> okay,
1: how long is uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go crunch the math hours in a year <laughs> Okay, that's about two years worth of play. Oh my
0: God! And how long has WoW been out? Uh,
1: about fifteen or so years. Oh, God. So yeah, uh, I mean, what you're gonna do? Like, that—that's that, a game that people give their lives to. So, fun fact, and, like, listeners,
0: I was in the beta of WoW. There you go. Wow. Well, on, on the Mac.
1: I was gonna say, was it on Mac? Oh, it was on Mac. Yes. Finally, inside Mac gaming. Fifteen thousand hours was during Mr. Pandaria. That's like four things. Oh Lordy. That was when did that launch? Oh no. <laughs> oh. oh that's like four expansions ago. That was twenty eleven. Oh Lordy. That was only like seven or eight years <laughs> in. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, um, that's... I, I can't imagine having that level of sustained interest in basically anything, so hats off to you. Uh, let's see. Um, well, since we also streaming right now, we'll do this one last.
0: Uh, Switching to OG,
1: Destiny. Do you think it's possible to design an RPG that is friendly to streaming and gains the same success as things like Fall Guys and Among Us?
3: Mm, no, just because the experience is quite a bit different. I guess it depends.
0: It's,
1: it's harder to drop in on even the most, like, uh, streamable of RPGs.
0: No, I think if you can, like, you can do, like, a Diablo-ish RPG, yeah. it might be... It's streaming friendly.
1: I almost feel like, uh, as much as I despise them, rope likes an action rope like is kind of yeah, the best way to do
5: this. Yeah, yeah.
1: But then you have yep. runs that are like the length, uh, you know, a little longer than the length of like, say, a you know, a few Call of Duty matches or something.
3: Yeah, just something that people can follow easily. They don't need a lot of background to understand what's going on.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there are definitely RPGs that do well in streaming. I feel like MMOs in general have a strong streaming audience, but I don't feel like they have a strong casual streaming audience the way that something like uh, Fall Guys or Among Us does, mm-hmm. where people will pop in and watch a few games and like cheer on their favorite streamer and then go about their day. Uh, like when you when I see people talking about MMO streams, it's like I'm watching a stream of a raid. They've been at it for two hours. <laughs> Maybe that's just my own ignorance, but that's that's the way that it looks like to me as someone who is not well uh,
3: versed in that.
5: that's
3: yeah. yeah, but sounds about right.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would say that a sort of like action roguelike would probably be the best candidate for that. Uh, probably one with multiplayer in it.
2: Uh,
1: and like uh, BRB, I'm gonna go pitch that to like Electronic Arts and see what happens. But uh, it, it feels like that might successfully garner a fairly large streaming audience if it was marketed properly. Oh, also, six. Oh. Uh, someone is trolling by saying Fallout 76. <laughs> so. uh, well, I mean, the, the greatest. You didn't the say greatest... anthem the greatest like joke in human history was like the premium subscription to fallout 76 that did very little but did mark that you were a premium subscriber and immediately led to people who were not premium subscribers hunting premium subscribers down like dogs
3: yeah I was just thinking about the the emergent storyline of Fallout 76 the uh, class war.
1: Yeah, like, just immediately degenerated into class warfare in the most amazing fashion. Uh,
2: Yeah.
1: uh, Yeah, Fallout 76, naturally, was not popular enough in general to garner a big streaming audience. And I, I honestly had difficulty imagining it would have had a huge one, even if it was a more popular game. Just because it's, like, it's... like visually not that interesting to watch Uh, yeah and yeah we can all agree Anthem had potential it's a shame where that went but um, but yeah um, uh, do we want to hit one more or are we done (laughs) okay uh Disregarding roguelikes and dungeon crawlers, how little plot can a game have and still be called an RPG? Would you say *The Sims* is an RPG? Uh, like you're you're getting into some real like ship of G- Theseus for genre conventions at that point. But uh, I, I honestly like. I I at this point a game's an RPG if it says it's an RPG and that's all I care about.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Like i it, it's it's not worth to me litigating it. Uh By all accounts Hades is indeed a dope rogue like, and that actually is a good streaming game, if I'm being honest, as someone who has still not played it, even though I have it sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah. Uh, uh, like, like in general, like, there, are, you know, pe- there's no one that's going to seriously in this day and age make the argument that, like, Diablo or proper roguelikes aren't RPGs, even though the story is not their focus and never really has been. Because, like, to a lot of people, an RPG is the map. Like, an RPG is just an excuse to do math problems in the most visceral way imaginable. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think that uh, the general consensus uh, would ever uh, reach a point where we could decide, like... Because, like, you go to the oldest RPGs and you get to something like Wizardry, and that kind of doesn't have a plot. The plot is there's a guy at the bottom of this dungeon named Weirdna, and he's a big asshole. Go beat him up. And, like... I mean, that... That's a sentence. That's not a plot. That's a sentence.
3: I mean, that's the plot of a lot of different roguelikes, too.
1: Yeah, because it's just like, you know, like... And, and you know... The, the question precludes specifically dungeon crawls, and... Uh... Uh, The the question technically precludes dungeon crawls and uh, roguelikes, but the thing is that, like, anything that is successfully... that has enough math in it uh, is going to be called an RPG. Certainly, The Sims is not called an RPG largely because it's a genre unto itself. Like, it defined, like, the sort of dollhouse simulation game. But... You know, like, if you were to beam that to someone who had never seen it and tell them to put it in a genre, RPG is probably where
3: they would end up. Yeah. It's, it's more of a gestalt than a genre. So yeah, it's, it's just... It's just it's this list of things.
1: It's, it's a list of things that can be associated to other things. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's... Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the, the RPG test is the obscenity test. I don't, I, I can't put a definition to it, but I know it when I see it. Um, but yeah,
2: um, let's see, uh,
1: I don't know that any of us, uh, has a broad base for this next question, but we'll ask it because it's going to be a good excuse to bring up Uh, a perennial uh, a a lesser known perennial favorite of discussion Uh, this question 54 do you have any favorite RPG maker games? hmm Hmm. and I'm just waiting for Gaijin to bring up uh, Dragon uh, Dragon Warrior Begin a New Quest or
3: what it it was called that was actually it, yes oh yeah it was uh, Wonder Slimes game yeah yeah I remember. I think I had Seventh Circle do the the proofing on that one. He was like, "Okay, okay, wait a moment. This was Matt's game." I'm like, "It was." I was
0: like,
3: "Yay!" So, still, still the best eight-bit uh, Dragon Quest RPG I've ever played.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, just
1: just figured. I, I don't think that we have a lot of uh, RPG Maker game
3: experience. So. Uh, well, I played some really awful ones in the past so. oh yeah well, I played the, one that was I so. played one that was in French and all of the recruitable characters were very obviously um, taken from Star Ocean 2 um, odd like like, yeah um, see so a guy with a sword and two dragon heads coming out of his back yes oh uh, hey I, Ashton yeah I don't think they even changed the names um, wow. except that they were all high school students in a French um, in a French secondary school. and the villain was the principal who had somehow taken over the town and was banning video games.
1: Wow, I wonder what that person was what stage of life that person was at
3: when they made that exact object? <laughs> yes. Um, I played this one like 15 years ago. I can't tell you anything more about it because I was just like, okay, this is kind of idiotic. It's it's kind of surreal as like an
1: object, but yeah, I wouldn't want to play it. I just I appreciate knowing it exists.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then there were a couple RPG Maker games that were actually featured through Yahoo Games for a while. Huh. So I remember playing those back in like 2005. They weren't that good either. Um but they weren't I mean they were uh I mean, if you had fixed up the graphics and the interface a little bit better, they probably would have been Kenko material. Hmm.
1: Someone in chat brings up a game called Chronicon, which they seem to think was good, but, yeah, I can't say that I've played it. Looks neat.
3: Uh, Looks RPG-maker-y. Yeah. What else? Um, I used to have a physical copy of an RPG-maker game called Succubus Quest. Wow. <laughs> That sounds like porn. I'm certain it's porn. (laughs) Oh, it's massively porn, and like, um, instead of just the, uh, fight, cast, and retreat combination, there were actually, it was actually, um, seduction options.
1: I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go in, you might as well go all in.
3: And it did. It was kind of, it was not kind of, it was ridiculous. (laughs) Ah,
1: respect to them for just going for it, I guess.
3: Yep. So yeah, um, but yeah, most of the ones I can think of are just very similar to, or are like either Kimco type games or the thing, the cheap games that you find on Switch. i yeah. uh, not Switch. Um, Steam.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I can't say that I'm super versed
3: in the RPG Maker scene, so I wouldn't want to speak too much out of turn. Speaking of yeah. which, I've been. Um, finding some really good um, like projects on Steam. Just mm-hmm. um, some of this is just in like um, um, demo mode. Yeah. But what was it? Um, somebody it was on Reddit found this one the other day. What was it? Where is it? Which game was it? Okay, Castle of the Underdogs. Hmm. It's available on demo. Um, the Game creator lists Suikoden and like, uh, well, Suikoden and like F- uh, Final Fantasy X as his major uh, inspirations, but the game models looked like they were made through 8-bit heroes. Hmm. And it's it's a rather funny little game, and it's got some pretty good writing for something that was a second language project. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised when the creator admitted to me on Reddit that he, English was not his first language. Oh, wow! Cuz most of the nitpicks I had were like the kind of things that a native speaker would have issues with when they're first learning how to do scripts. <laughs> um but um it's it just from the demo section it's got some interesting writing. It's got some cute kind of like um if you remember 8 bit dot heroes, the it's not yeah. really 8 bit, but that kind of fake pixelated walkie yeah. thing. It's that style,
5: mm.
3: and um, a decent difficulty level on the battle system. So interesting.
5: Yeah.
3: And actually, it was kind of cool there, and then mm. the other one I played quite a, I mean, like two months ago even was uh, where is it? Where is this on this list? Where'd it go? Where did it go? Oh, no, not the. Oh, okay, here, beckoned. I think I told you about. Yeah. Really pretty. Um, so. So yeah, beckoned prototype and um, castle of the underdogs demo. Go, go check those two out. They're both free to check out on the download. Um, the demo versions, and I know that the makers are very interested in hearing any feedback you could possibly give. Sure. And in the interest of Fair Play, I also um, also po- um, linked them up to our indie uh, submissions page
5: mm-hmm.
3: just for future reference. And it's like, okay, guys, let us know how you're doing. Mm. Yeah.
5: <clears throat> okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I think I'm too burned out to keep going, so... Oh.
0: All right.
3: It's cold tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gajan, you want to plug? Oh, sure. Um, Say, so Princesses of the Pizza Parlor, Michael Yadimizu, Y A R I M I Z U, available for Kindle, Kindle Unlimited. Um, nine ebook episodes plus a side quest story or three um, complete paperback collections. Uh, almost ready for the fourth one to be published sometime this summer. Um, just uh, if you enjoy uh, tabletop gaming and the stories around the table as much as the stories in the game then just give it a look and please leave a nice review or something. I could use all the promotion I can get. Hmm. Curse the algorithm. Yeah. Curse the algorithms, yes. Yeah.
1: Um, And I don't think Mayor Wheels has anything to plug Uh, I think I was on the most recent episode of the Backtrack, so I don't know, maybe go listen to that. I've rambled about Grandia 2 a lot.
3: Dave, did you step away from the microphone or something? Because your voice is going really hard to hear.
1: Yeah, sorry about that.
3: Is that any better? Yeah, that's much better.
1: Yeah, like I said, I don't think I have any, Near Wheels has anything to plug other than, I guess I was on the most recent episode of the Backtrack, which was, I think, Grandia
2: 2. Yeah.
3: Oh, and I've got that uh, saga in... Impression thing coming up, yeah. Since sure. I finally got everybody's um, items for it,
5: oh
3: yeah, yeah. Um, and I I actually managed to find the link to the Saga Frontier backtrack. <laughs> Care to guess how many pages back you have to go on the archives on the main on the new site for that? Many. Uh, I'm gonna go with twenty-two. <laughs> oh no, it was, it was only nine. Okay, so. <laughs> but I actually found it easier to go to the old site and um, just do a quick search on the main archive page there. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, it's number 58. Okay, let's start guessing numbers on how many pages back we have to go for the main site.
1: Yeah, I always forget. It's not so much that there's like a million episodes of Backtrack so much as that so many of the episodes are a million hours long.
3: Yeah. Uh, but hey, our Saga Frontier backtrack starts off with a parody of The Dating Game. You know, like you do. Oh, yes, like I do, literally, because I actually wrote it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, the Saga backtracks I was on, I wrote the intros to all those.
5: Oh, fun.
3: Yeah. Uh, and I've got, I still have a, a uh, like, an intro for Metal Max for a backtrack if we ever do it. So. Eh. Yeah, maybe
1: I can pull for that. If there's more people that have played them, I think that's the thing that keeps them from happening. Yeah. Because uh, just need people to actually
3: have them.
2: Yeah.
1: Once more of those fan translations come out, we'll be ready.
5: Uh,
1: and Wheels, I assume you got nothing.
0: Uh, to plug, not at the moment, uh, I'll probably be streaming some more Resident Evil 7 at some point this week, which is not an RPG, but you should guys should check it out anyway.
1: And, and make sure that your children don't.
0: Yes, Just most certainly not. Too uh, violent for child. Yes. Der so which scene, game was
3: that? Because, I, again, I couldn't hear. Uh, Resident, Resident Evil, Evil 7. Ah, yes. uh, Village.
1: No, no, Village yeah. is 8. 7 is Bio. Oh, 8.
3: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'll, Yeah, it's I-L-L, it's eight, never mind, so. Seven was the the backcountry, Appalachian, uh, cabin in the woods kind of place.
1: It's it's swampier than that, but yeah, kind of. The bayou? Yeah, it's in Louisiana, but
3: yeah. I did
1: learn something. uh, (laughs) I did learn something that didn't surprise me, per se, but... Uh, was very much like uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense about village actually, which is there is a, there's a portion a portion of the game where a uh, principal character loses some fingers on screen in the main game that uh, absolutely is not there in the vanilla Japanese version. Oh So. That was, that was one of those things where like I, it took me a second when I heard that and I was like no wait that makes perfect sense. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you wanna if you wanna watch wheels get spooked by a very large man, uh, then tune in for more Resident Evil uh, Seven Biohazard streams.
0: I watched him take off the top of someone's head with a shovel. Yeah,
1: that's really, really, like, one of those things where it's, like, super, super, like, it not for the faint of heart, not for the squeamish. Yep. I would be shocked if that scene's in the Japanese version either. <laughs> that was pretty gruesome. That's maybe the most gruesome thing in any Resident Evil game. Mm. Yeah, that's... Just because yeah. it takes up so much of the screen. <laughs> Like a lot of times, when something really grotesque is happening, they'll like partially obscure it or do something. But in that case, it's just like, no, this is front and center. You're going to see this. The only way to not see that is to be playing the VR version and deliberately look away from it. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, probably happening sometime in the next few days or the next week, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, see us. CS- oh no, 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 not done. Uh, you can ask questions. You can ask them in the comment section or in the uh, chat of the stream, or you can also ask them on the Discord. Uh, go to join the RP Gamer Discord. It's a very nice place. Uh, there's a podcast section, and if you ask questions for us there, we will get to them. So you know. Just uh, if you want to participate in this podcast in some way, that's uh, that's always an option. Uh, we we very much appreciate our questions this week. They came from Doomerang, Fireminer, and Kroll. Thank you to all of them for their support, uh, and thank you to all listeners, of course. But otherwise, we gotta go. See you, Space Cowboys.
3: Okay. See you. See you. Bye.